Radio. All right, all right, Brendan. All right, uh, Ben. You got your, you guys got your character names all set. Yeah, right? yeah I, I'm I'm Cody. I'm Cody, and I'm Perfect. a level twelve uh, uh, goth kid. You're level twelve goth kid, okay? And Brendan, you're Zach. Yep, and I've got really sweet jeans. So you're what, like a level ten club kid then? Correct. All right, all right, okay. I, I can work with this. I can work with this. All right, all right. So we're gonna set the gonna set the scene here. All right. So so, uh, Zach and, and Cody, you guys are hanging out one day, uh, and it's it's uh, two thousand and one, early two thousand and one, and uh, you're you're you've just got done asking Jeeves what you can do uh, to kill the afternoon. Then all of a sudden, the uh, your mom picks up the phone, cutting off the dial-up. Zach! Cody! Get off the internet! I need to call Mrs. Gluckman! Oh, God, oh. Mom, I'm trying to do a Yahoo quiz! Well, you know, what if we catch the bus and do something? <gasps> Wait, uh, 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 yeah, we should we should uh, go to the, go rent a movie. Oh, my God, such a good idea. Yeah, let's go rent a movie. Okay, that's... What, okay, so... So, so Zach and Cody, you've decided you guys are going to to rent a movie. You uh, and now it's time you're going to gear up. And uh, Zach, you put on your uh, you 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 put on your uh, I guess your your tight fitting Levi's because but you've, the you, the ones that you've sharpied black because your mom won't buy you all black clothes. So you've sharpied them black, which gives you like a a plus five goth. Oh um, boy. And you uh, flick your swoopy haircut back, and uh, you decide to wear your best Crow T-shirt. All right, Crow and is like one of the greatest movies ever made. Greatest. You know? Well, I'm not disputing that. I'm not disputing that. And and uh, Zach, uh, you put on uh, your your plus five uh, club kid jeans uh, with the giant flare. Uh, bell bottoms so you can have extra storage and uh your best bicycle chain necklace toque with goggles and uh hurley shirt and set out to catch the bus don't forget my glow sticks oh gotta have those glow sticks so Zach and Cody are making their way down the street to the bus stop. Uh, oh, but the bus—it's off. It's—it's it's in the distance. You guys, you're gonna have to to run to to make this. Now, uh, you guys are gonna roll the dice here. Uh, you run to make this. Now, uh, if you if you make a, a a ten ten or more on this roll, you'll catch the bus. Uh, so go ahead and roll the dice. You rolled a two. So, oh, the worst luck today. Zach and, and Cody have missed the bus by just this much, just a little bit. So unfortunately, they won't be able uh, to go in to town to rent from uh, Major Video. Uh, instead, uh, they're going to have to go to uh, uh, the movie time in town, the janky mom and pops one. Oh, uh, crap. They edit all their movies. They always have the worst selection, too. So as as you're you're walking along, you decide what kind of movie you want to rent. What kind of movie are you guys feeling about renting uh, I think on this day? I think I want to see a movie with like a big 
Oscar-winning actor who fights with swords and stuff. Yeah. Okay. So, 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 like maybe like Gladiator. I heard Gladiator came out with Russell Crowe. Okay, so we, you guys are looking for like something like kind of a period piece. All right, so that we, I can work with that. Okay, so, so as you walk, you, uh, you, you, you walk down the street, and you, you, you've made it to uh, movie time video, the the janky mom and pop's place in town, and uh, you go in, and the oh oh man, that that cute goth girl. Uh, from third period is oh, is no. the one she's working the she's working the clerk's desk, and and uh, Cody you wanna you wanna lay some some good lines on her, but uh, now's your chance to shine and really show her how truly goth you are. All right, I'm gonna like try and quote quote like my favorite band. Oh. You've rolled a three, so you have to quote Vanilla Ice. Oh crap! Uh, ice Ice Baby. Like whatever, Conformo. That thing's like, how old are you? That's like a decade. Get, get away oh, from me, crap, dude! You freaking blew it. <sighs> Keep listening to my dad's records. It's the worst. All right, so now you guys are in. You're kind of you're taking a look around. And, oh, oh, look, look, Gladiator. It's available to rent. It's it's there. Oh, but there's a few other not so great selections. And they're and you 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 don't you're not sure uh, if if you if you rent Gladiator you know the the you know that that cute goth girl from third period might think you're too mainstream uh, oh and it just got rented some guy just grabbed it crap oh, you guys better hurry up you you're gonna have to pick yeah. something uh, mm-hmm. you know cool and, and 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 in line with the genre that you want you better right, roll Zach, that I'm, dice I'm leaving this one you, to you I've been rolling like crap today you better get this okay, good here okay. we go. 20 will give you the pick of any video okay. in the store. 20 picks any video uh, in the store. Oh, crap. You rolled a Okay, one. It, 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 could oh, still be, it, could, it could still be okay. It could still be okay. To fit the genre that you're looking for, Oscar winner, fighting with swords, you now have to watch Dungeons & Dragons starring Jeremy Irons and Marlon Wayans. No! When I'm under pressure now The question always comes back to me What were they thinking now? Oh, what were they thinking? What were they thinking? Welcome. Welcome, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome indeed. Roll the dice. Um, <laughs> well, we sure came up snake eyes on this one. <laughs> Literal blood money. I'm Brendan. Yeah. I'm Nathan. This is what were they thinking? Uh, we mm-hmm. are of course we are of course talking about bad to questionable movies every week on this podcast, and this week is no exception. We are talking about a Patreon pick. And uh, joining that us is bad and questionable. Bad and questionable. Um, but joining us for this <laughs> Patreon pick is the Patreon who picked it from Edmonton. Pause for effect. Alberta, Canada. Ben Wandio. Yeah, I am unfortunately from that province. <laughs> <laughs> and his address is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, welcome. Uh, so I gotta ask first off. Yes. Um, 
What were you thinking? <laughs> yeah. And good night. Um, this, no, this... Dungeon, Dungeons and Dragons. Why Dungeons and Dragons? Because uh, it is actually one of my favorite movies. Not a word of a lie. Uh, right, saw it well. first time when I was like 10 or 11 years old. Went with my dad to the theater to see it at Silver City in West Edmonton Mall, which is like the most Edmonton extra video showing place in the province. Um, it is, it had this big fire. Were they IMAX by that time? Oh yeah. Yeah. One of the, yeah. uh, well, I wouldn't say one of the first IMAXs in Edmonton. Cause we had obviously space and science center, which had had IMAX since like the eighties, but the first time that, yeah, but commercial, commercial IMAX. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Nathan, I think you mentioned you had seen this once. Uh, uh, yes. I had also seen this once. I believe it was on the movie network. Um, all I remembered before going into it this time was that Marlon Wayans screamed a lot. So let's <laughs> let's just dive in. And uh, it had Jeremy Irons, Oscar winner, Jeremy Irons. Oscar winner, just... Jeremy Irons. Sometimes you just got to pay that rent. <laughs> well, he's got that castle, so. <laughs> Actually, this movie is, is one of the first um, recollections for me of seeing a movie because... I was told how awful it was. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the guy who worked at Lennox Max Video in Le- in uh, Quebec, where I was going to university at the time, so that tells you how old I am, uh, had seen it um, and said that it was so god awful. Uh, he started. He was pointing out all the the weird uh, idiosyncrasies about it, not like the 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 modern language that is used in it. Um, the continuity errors, uh, just about everything. And I was like, this sounds absolutely terrible. And that's something I got to see to believe. And you did. Yeah. Yep. (laughs) Right off the bat. I will say that if you really want to see a Dungeons and Dragons movie, go watch your highness. It's a better Dungeons and Dragons movie than Dungeons and Dragons. The movie. (laughs) (laughs) This movie did need, uh, more Danny McBride. I agree. (laughs) But Dungeons and Dragons, this movie, um, does anyone want to venture a guess uh, to how much this movie cost to make? $45 million. <laughs> You looked at the budget, didn't you? <laughs> I was looking up uh, Dude, it's his favorite. Budget. If it's like one of his favorite <laughs> movies, he's probably got some intricate knowledge does going anybody, along with it. Does anybody have a guess? Uh, $45 <laughs> Yes, it cost $45 million to make, and it made a whopping $33.8 million. And, and that's gross worldwide. And one thing I recall hearing about movies... You're right, it's gross. Yeah, is the worldwide that you make back. Um, you don't actually get most of that, because so much of that goes into like foreign um, studios that have to distribute it and stuff. Yeah. So... They're, I think their opening weekend, they only made like $1.5 Oof. <laughs> Oscar winner, Jeremy Irons. <laughs> Oscar winner, with the, Jeremy With an Irons. IP that should have been a money getter oh, easily. Just so I think when the trailer cool. came out, people were like already weary, though. <laughs> <laughs> nope. <laughs> Dungeons and Dragons came out 21 years ago in the year 2000. In the year 2000. In the year 2000. <laughs> We start off with um, a bunch of a bunch of setting up the story, like you know, telling the oh, tale. It, 
it's a it's a Buena Vista presentation, so this is technically a Disney movie. Why yep. isn't it on Disney Plus? So does that make Tora Birch uh, a Disney a princess? Disney princess? <laughs> oh my god! Makes <laughs> her a Disney empress. Uh, <laughs> Thora Birch, but also th- known as Budget Amidala. <laughs> oh, we're we're gonna cover that. We are gonna cover that plagiarization. So this is the. It all takes place in the divided land of Izmir, which is ruled by mages. And there is a divide because all the people who are not mages are essentially thought of as slaves. They're they're worthless to the mages. Yeah. Um, but this but there is an empress, Empress Thora Birch, who uh, <laughs> wants to wants equality. She's all about equality. But at the same time, we have an evil mage named Jeremy Irons, <laughs> who is super evil. We learn all this in true Dungeons and Dragons fashion through a narration because the whole movie is set up by a dungeon master who we never hear from again. Nope. And that's not, the, but that's that's one of the two times in this movie where oh, uh, something that I would have liked to see happens off screen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and this movie lets you know right away, like brace yourself. That it's for made some, on the cheap. That's what I was gonna say. Yeah, brace yourself yeah. for some CGI that is. Next level. It's like spawn levels of CGI. Oh, I was, oh, I was gonna yeah. say this. This this opening thing is like a. It, it is either an, a terrible uh, Hollywood production sent to theaters or an awesome Final Fantasy cutscene. Yeah, I I was watching it with my wife last night, and the first thing I said was like, I have played video games with better graphics now. Yep. Yep. Oh, yep. I, th- I, th- I thought you were going to say I was watching it with my wife last night, and that's why the suitcases are in the back there. <laughs> <laughs> ah, nah, she appreciates a shit film as much as I do. So, <laughs> um, but you know, to this movie's credit, guys, we do start out with a dungeon and a dragon. It's true. Delivers what it promises. And you know, like let's let's talk about the setting for just a quick second because that's one of the biggest problems with this movie is that Dungeons and Dragons as an IP has like a dozen established well-loved settings with like entire collections of novels set in them that they could have picked from and they went mm-hmm. with the director's like homebrew setting that he made up for his own campaign. <laughs> so wait, what what you you're telling me that the person who directed this was a legitimate Dungeons and Dragons fan? Apparently. Because really, what it seems to me is that uh, somebody uh, was just plucked out of obscurity <laughs> to direct a Dungeons and Dragons movie w- with a script that was written by somebody who wanted to hate fuck Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> Are you talking about director Courtney Solomon, who also directed such classic films as An American Haunting and Getaway? American Haunting isn't that bad. It's bad. Say it. But it's not yeah, that, that bad. <laughs> it's not Dungeons and Dragons bad. It's mostly boring, which is, I think, a worse crime than being bad. True. <laughs> uh, but we do start out with a dungeon and a dragon. Um, yeah. And Jeremy Irons, who Ben told me before th- this episode started, um, actually owns a castle. So I can only assume that he only signed up for this movie because he thought they would be shooting it in, a, in his own castle and he wouldn't have to leave. <laughs> 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 Sorry, Jeremy Irons. Now you're in this movie, but he is he. We sh- we start off with him just like zapping this like mirror looking thing, 
he's, he's very excited about a scepter because he can like rule dragons or some bullshit. Yeah, and um, they never explain anything about the dragons, like why why ruling them is so important, or like what's the difference between a red dragon and whatever the empress controls. No, no, nothing, nothing, no, nothing, nothing, nothing. Or what they that don't water explain. wheel's doing? That was, I think, the part that was like baffling <laughs> me the most about the intro. Is like, okay, magic, sure. What's the water wheel for? Do they have electricity <laughs> now? <laughs> yeah, they they over they over explain the first five minutes, and then they're like red dragons, uh, scepter, uh, it's going out. Oh, the dragon is attacking. I'm like, wait, wait, hold on, back up. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, the, so he's got this scepter and like the Wi-Fi goes out, obviously. So the, he loses his control over the dragon. But luckily, Jeremy Irons is a mage, so he crushes it with a fucking dungeon door. And this is not the first time. This is the first time, but not the only time this movie is going to crib severely from Star Wars. Oh, how has he got like the Emperor's powers? <laughs> Well, there's, let's see, he rancored the dragon. Yeah. Uh, we spend far too much in uh, Galactic Senate. I'm sorry, I mean Mage's Senate. <laughs> trying to wrest power from a, 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 child a, a, a young empress yep. who has uh, apparently a, a wealth of, uh, of different uh, costumes that she can wear. Yep. Um, and then, of course, there's, I mean... We I can't give it too much grief for the whole pluck from obscurity sent on a quest because I mean that's just the the hero's journey, yeah. uh, monomyth sort of thing. But there are things in this, the overuse of CG, uh, you know the the female ruler who's trying to maintain peace, uh, the evil wizard. It's not a space wizard this time, but <laughs> a wizard who's trying to take uh, her. Her power, not uh, not only her magical power, but also her political power. Uh, yeah, and of course, again, like I said, they they start off by you know doing the whole rancor pit uh, death scene to this poor dragon. Yeah, and, and it, it's just not only that is it is it taking from Star Wars, but I gotta say it's taking from the Phantom Menace. Yeah. <laughs> like, yes, it's taking from the other Star Wars movies too, but it's also taking from Episode One, which I guess they were just like this movie's gonna be hot. Well, it, everybody's gonna love it. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, the casting of Thora Birch was, I think, one of the most baffling decisions they made in this movie. That's a very like '90s Miramax. Let's cast whoever's hot in this role where they do not fit at all. Well, and <laughs> and like the the only thing she has going for her is she looks kind of like young Natalie Portman. Yeah, I, to me though, it's like when when I saw like I mean I love the movie, but it's like when I saw Liv Tyler show up in Lord of the Rings, I was like, wait a second. <laughs> <laughs> well, she looks elfish. She does, but it but having seen like all the other movies she was in at the time, I was like, this is odd casting. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he kills that he kills that dragon um, because he can't control it, and he's like, oh by the way, his name is Profion. Profion. No, Profion. his name is Jeremy Irons. Right, his name is Jeremy Irons. His and alias he, is Profion. <laughs> he's he, he's basically plans to spill some tea on this empress, uh, turn the other mage, the council of mages against her, and get her outed, and then he can take power and control dragons and blah blah blah. It, for what purpose other than power's sake is never made clear. Like what his end goal is, why he well wants his to end do this. goal is. 
from my understanding is for him is for him not only to be the ruler but also to maintain the status quo because she wants to do uh she wants to make it so that everybody in uh in the kingdom is treated equally mage or muggle alike <laughs> yeah and, and jeremy iron's like fuck that i want dragons and i want to be able to you know spit on people who are beneath me yeah exactly <laughs> Wow, this movie really speaks to 2021. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, he, so we we meet uh, we meet our, our heroes because uh, I guess that's what they're supposed to be. Um, Snails, played by Marilyn Wayans, and Ridley, Ridley Freeman, yeah. Ridley Freeman. Yeah, oh, is that really his name? Uh, it's like Ridley Freeborn, I think. Yeah, Ridley Freeborn, Freeborn. or Freeman. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's free something or other. Yeah. They're 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 a couple of thieves, and they're already pretty annoying. And we've just met and them. A, and apparently, snails has traveled either across the dimensional rift or back in time, depending on if this is set in in our universe or an alternate one, because he is constantly, constantly talking in modern vernacular. Oh yeah. Well, my theory is that he found a time travel <laughs> a, a time machine. Um, and then when he eventually... Or a multiverse machine, depending. <laughs> yeah. And then when he eventually got back to his time, uh, we'll just say he didn't die. Uh, <laughs> when he eventually got back to his time, um, that's when he actually got into the drugs, like in Requiem for a Dream, because he couldn't handle okay. what he went through. <laughs> but he cleaned himself up and enlisted and joined G.I. Joe. <laughs> right. And then him and his buddy thought it would be hilarious if they dressed up like a couple of white chicks. <laughs> right. Uh, little man. <laughs> so they yeah the the jeremy irons goes and sees like the dude uh from new jersey who heads up the magic committee or the mage committee or whatever oh but what what are uh, is we find out what uh uh, what snails and and uh ridley want to do oh they're gonna they're gonna break into the magic school hogwarts big time guys they'll be busy while the river's on fire from the dragon blood that inexplicably lights a river on fire yeah, I don't. I didn't get that either. Why does Why does Dragon Blood ignite water? I, literally, um, the only thing I could think of was watching the blood drip down. Looked kind of like the uh, intro cinematic from Baldur's Gate. <laughs> okay. there's, there's a reference for you. You're gonna need stitches for that deep cut. <laughs> so uh, Jerry I is uh, talking to um, New Jersey Magic Committee guy. I mean, he has a Jersey accent. I thought that was very out of place. <laughs> but, but he's like, "Oh, you want the magic for the dragons and the whatnot? I'm thinking it's crazy over here." He's basically let the let the normal people be normal people, and those mages will rule over them because you know it's the way of things. <laughs> he's basically like, "Yo, this dumb broad over here. Don't worry. She just a, she just a vagina with legs. She we should do what we tell her to do." Yeah, she what seventeen? <laughs> yeah, it's all good. <laughs> but uh, but Jeremy Irons is like, listen, if you don't take her down now, she will strike. Uh, we should remove her scepter and kill her if she says no. And Jeremy Irons is just eating this movie. Oh, God. Like, He's the God. only one having fun in this movie. <laughs> I mean, Marlon Wayans isn't, is, but we aren't. <laughs> I think I, I sent this one to Brendan uh, when I was watching it, and I was like, 
Jeremy Irons is eating scenery like he's just gotten off the Christian Bale, the machinist diet. Oh my god. All he's eaten is tuna and apples for months on end and just smoked away the hunger. Now he's finally allowed to eat and he ate Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> oh, if only he ate Dungeons and Dragons that we wouldn't have to talk about. <laughs> he almost did. I mean, oh my god. The, like, just the sheer hamming every, and oh every scene with him and thora birch is like just hysterical because she's sitting there reading off a goddamn teleprompter and jeremy irons is, oh, is just must. ramping oh. up <laughs> well this is this is where um we meet we, we see this uh this older gentleman um who tells thora birch hey this is how you got to fight off Jeremy Irons. You've got to get the Rod of Several. Sure, why not? And it allows you to control red dragons. Again, it's just said, and then we move on from it. Yeah, but uh-oh. So she wants to be able to control Ray Fiennes. Which, I'm not going to explain it because it's, it's fucking boring, <laughs> but, like, there is a reason why, like, it would be red dragons, and what she has is probably gold dragons in, like, the lore of Dungeons & Dragons. Mm-hmm. But they mm-hmm. never explain any of that in this movie. You're just expected no. to know it and understand what it implicitly means, which makes no sense for something meant for a broad release. But- and you know what? It, it, to, the, to that end, it would actually kind of stand to reason that the person who was creating it might legitimately be a fan because a lot of times the people who are like big time fans of something when they create it they just take for granted that all the stuff they know anybody who's going to go see the movie is they know what they know yeah and so they don't feel like they need to explain it when that's not the case cough warcraft cough (laughs) (laughs) but yeah so yeah get the rod of several and uh uh-oh guys jeremy iron's little gargoyle spy heard the whole thing (laughs) Meanwhile, uh, Jeremy Irons tells his buddy Blue Lips, um, it's his, like his, his muscle, um, he, he's, he's just got blue lips, I don't know what else to say, he's bald and he's, <laughs> he's funny looking, <laughs> and he, but he tells Blue, blue Lips, he's like, you need to go to the magic school, <gasps> wait a second, that's where our heroes are going, uh oh, and he's like, you gotta go to the magic school and get me this scroll to help me find the, the rod of Savril, so it's like, you gotta find this to get that, but to find this, you gotta get this, and it's like, okay, I don't wanna play Dungeons and Dragons, I wanna watch Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> But that's the problem. If you're going to watch Dungeons and Dragons, they're going to incorporate elements like that into the movie. I I, th- I think the worst element they incorporate comes up a little later, but we'll talk about that when we get there. It's shortly after this. And then we meet Marina, who is a terrible librarian. <laughs> and and you know what? A, kind of a subpar mage. Yeah. So. yeah. yeah. No, sorry. She's, She's a low-level mage. totally expendable that's the worst line in this movie that was when i was a kid watching this i cringed at that line that line just killed my soul (laughs) like i don't need that like you don't need like why did you have to bring of all the things from dungeons and dragons to bring into a movie why the fact that she has levels ah yes (laughs) okay marlowans is like i'm a level negative 32 thief yeah (laughs) Just because of his severe lack of stealth. <laughs> because he screams everything. No, um, he screams everything and just uh, randomly opens boxes that he doesn't know what's inside. Oh. Like he gets scared by that uh, that giant skeleton dragon thing in the illusion box. In, in that scene, he's basically Abu in Aladdin. 
Yeah. Because that's, that's what that movie's doing. He's just opening shit and, like, touching everything. It's like, come on, Marlon Wayans. And and that, and only that way is how Brendan means that. Yes, thank you. I wrote that down, and I was like, I better be clear. <laughs> and also, like, when he shoplifts, he's just, like, shoving a candelabra down his shirt in front of, like, everyone. Oh, my God. <laughs> his thievery is, is subpar, to say the least. They also have a cheap joke about him, like, you know, about him wanting to take a gold dragon tooth. And I'm like, come on. <laughs> He's like, no, come on. It's a gold tooth. I'm like, fuck off movie. Uh, so, yeah, they're 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 thieving the place. Um, causing, sh- you know, wrecking shit. Uh, meanwhile, Marina catches them and she puts the, the lasso of truth around them. Uh, she's like and and they do this annoying scene where they're getting dragged back and forth and every time they get dragged by it's like ah, ah, yeah ah, and I'm like oh man. and like just the lowest effort went into like that effect because it's very obvious they are running themselves they are not being tugged <laughs> yeah. at all oh it's, it's a really like, shitty effect <laughs> it's, it's so terrible Oh, man. Uh, while all this is happening, uh, Blue Lips has entered the building, folks, and he's asking the old man, he's like, where's the scroll? Or actually, sorry, Blue Lips is like, where's the scroll? Yeah, he doesn't uh, doesn't do a lot of yelling. It's a, it's a lot of husky uh, whispers. Yeah, I mean, his IMDb page is like, what, three movies long? <laughs> it's like just a bunch of bit parts in like television. <laughs> Yeah. Well, he was apparently in the made-for-TV sequel. <laughs> yes, he's the main villain in the yeah. made-for-TV sequel, which I own. There's a third one too, but it's not <laughs> related to this series. <laughs> <laughs> Is Jeremy Irons in that one, but not the second? <laughs> <laughs> no, I think uh, Jeremy Irons' uh, career as a fantasy actor was pretty much done after this movie. <laughs> he's like, I'm. I'm too busy reading the Aragon script. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm going to be Alfred someday. <laughs> uh, so Blue Lips kills this. Old- no, after not before me, though. I will be <laughs> Alfred first. Let me tell okay, you. Michael. Let me give you some advice, Mister Kane, about how to play Alfred. You bloody well tell me how to play Alfred. I know how to play Alfred. <laughs> I'll have you know, I was in Dungeons and Dragons the movie. <laughs> the greatest cinematic masterpiece of the 21st century <laughs> the, the greatest film based on dice rolling <laughs> so blue, blue no i think snake eyes had been in it by that point <laughs> <laughs> um so anyway marina marina escapes with our annoying heroes because she sees that the old man gets killed because obviously he's not going to tell blue lips where the scroll is and she's like oh right. shit we got to get out of here um so they're running through the town and they they she hadoukens a guy at one point did you notice that <laughs> yes yeah she casts like two spells three spells in this entire movie and she's supposed to be a mage yeah. They do. They do uh, uh, run through another movie because Gimli shows up in this movie. Oh. Except he's like <laughs> as tall as the rest of the actors. Oh yeah, he's a dwarf <laughs> that is like normal height. <laughs> I, I have. A, I actually note here that they they probably blew a good portion of the uh, of the budget on the orcs that they have in this scene <laughs> that we never ever see again. Yeah, them and because the, the beholders that come up later. Yeah, the I'll say this: the, the the CG for this movie is garbage. But some of the prosthetic work that's done on extras, yeah, mind you, 
is superb. This movie is upside down, I'm telling you. (laughs) I I don't know. Like, the CG isn't even good for 2000. No. (laughs) Like... It's not. No, it's it, that's the baffling thing. It's like if you look on the back of the case, it's one of the quotes is a uh, effects extravaganza, and I'm like, <laughs> yeah, they how? they said the same thing about Spawn too, though. <laughs> so anyway, yeah, Gimli Gimli shows up from Lord of the Rings. He's there, and in, in the in the fracas, he gets his helmet shot oh. off by an arrow, and he beats the fuck out of Blue Oh Lips. God, the sound he makes after he gets his helmet shot off. Burr! Burr! <laughs> Is that supposed to be, like, dwarf rage? I have no idea. He just starts honking. He rolled a 10 for dwarf rage. <laughs> and he's actually, he's a, a fairly prolific, like, uh, I don't know, TV character type yeah. actor. He was on, like, Seinfeld and yeah. stuff. Yeah, Jason Alexander. <laughs> yeah, I know. That would have been great. <laughs> I thought at first, honest to God, I thought it was Buster Poindexter at first. <laughs> <laughs> And you can understand why, because he's got he's got that kind of voice and that accent. Yeah. Another guy from, you know, Jersey. <laughs> there is a point here where, okay, so Gimli beats up Blue Lips, and he runs off with them through the dwarf tunnel, and <laughs> they manage to escape. And they're all, like, huddled down, like, talking behind, like, this carriage or whatever, and they're, like, discussing what they're going to do. I'm pretty sure you can hear somebody else saying that the old man that died, that his name was Bill the Builder. <laughs> oh god and i was like that was his name <laughs> you movie you can't do better than bill filter your your source material literally has thousands of names for you to fucking pick from <laughs> see i would have accepted the the builder part mm. if they had put something a little more fantastical in front of it zortathrion <laughs> yes zortathrion the builder there you go Perfectly acceptable. Yeah. Even Bill? Like, Bill? Bill? Even like a name. Not even William. William. William the Builder sounds better. Look, I would take Boris the Builder. Just don't use the name that's in the <laughs> other <Boris> word. The- <laughs> can we build it? Yes, we can, comrade. And everyone will be paid the same. <laughs> Bo- Boris the Builder. Boris the Builder. Fucking <laughs> Yeah, it's a German knockoff of Bob the Builder. Yeah, it's, great. it's him and uh, Natasha the Necromancer. <laughs> but yeah, oh, darling. So as they're as they're like huddled down talking, I also wrote down like how secret did they think that spot was? Because as soon as they get up, there's like a crowd of people like all around them. <laughs> like they clearly heard that whole conversation. And they put on the most conspicuous hoods they picked up at uh, Value Village during the Halloween sale. <laughs> <laughs> and a- apparently, apparently, this kingdom has a very gifted cartoonist drawing their wanted posters. Oh yeah, it's it's my, a it's a it's a work of art. Speaking of the yeah. costumes, my wife actually looked like looked up some details, and these are all made from like machine knitted fabric, like you would find at a costume store. That's why they look so goddamn awful. Mm. They, this is like knitted polyester, like you would actually get from like the Value Village costume packs. Oh, there's a couple of times when I'm pretty sure I saw zipper flies on the pants. <laughs> yeah. There there was there's a scene at some point where I thought um Marina was just wearing like a uh, like a sweater and jeans. <laughs> oh god, yeah. But 
like a lot of uh, listen i'll forgive the zipper flies because this is late 90s early 2000s fantasy and fucking belt <laughs> buckles and zippers and snaps are everywhere like bdsm core fantasy shit yeah i get it i, I mean buckles i would get but like i mean like zippers i were not a thing they were not and yet they show up in all the fantasy art you can find from this era. <laughs> so uh, so Jeremy Irons, uh, Blue Lips goes to report to Jeremy Irons and he's like, listen, I lost them. I'm sorry. I don't know what to do. I, 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 don't, I don't know what happened. And he's like, no problem. I'll just put this parasite in your ear uh, into your body and uh, I'll let it leave you if you find, you know, everybody and get, the, get that fucking scroll, get the, um, what the fuck was the other thing called? <laughs> No, the eye of the dragon. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. The big ruby they need to read. <laughs> you know the, the thrill of the fight. Yeah. Rising up to the challenge of our rivals. <laughs> oh, man. So he puts a worm in his head, is what I'm saying. A, a <laughs> worm in his he head. He gives him worms. Oh, that's better, I guess. It's like a brain sucker <laughs> thing. Yeah. Yeah. I, I guess, like, because well, he does use it to extract knowledge or information later. Uh, I guess eat your brain and gain your knowledge. It's 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 not like and just in case you're wondering if there's some like deep D and D lore that explains what this thing is. There's not. Okay. <laughs> I, di- I didn't I didn't think there was. I didn't think there was. Like they definitely made. This and up. we're walking. And we're walking. <laughs> <laughs> and then we 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 cut to uh, the pub from uh, the Fellowship of the Ring, and. <laughs> Everyone is just drinking and having a great time. And there's this debate going on at a hero's table. They're like, well, the uh, mages are so stuck up and they're trying to ruin it, rule everything. And it's like, yeah, well, you thieves aren't so great. But then Ridley um, loses the argument because he sees that uh, Marina has tits and he's immediately <laughs> in love. That's what happens, right? Because she takes off like her jacket and he just stares at her boobs. And then he's like, oh, NVM. Yeah. <laughs> This is our obligatory fantasy slash sci-fi cantina scene. Every fantasy slash sci-fi movie needs a cantina scene. Oh, it sure is. <laughs> so they're sitting there and they're looking at this scroll because they've managed to get the scroll. And uh, and and Ridley is like, "Let me try something crazy here." It's like my dad oh, used this. to say this thing. He's like mm. Eleanor Salabadara, and he goes and zaps into the scroll marlon wayans has no reaction to that whatsoever he's like my boy's uh, smart other than he keeps saying bidet Bidet, yeah (laughs) and then and then marina goes into the scroll and marlon wayans like well i guess i better go and get laid (laughs) he actually says i just want to hit it yep he sure does so he sees this uh this this cute uh cute elf lady come in uh, the elf lady aptly played by the girl who played the rock sister in Walking Dog. <laughs> oh, is that who that is? <laughs> and that and is, she yeah, is. will spark so many racist nerds in debating whether or not she is a dark elf. Serious? Oh, what? yes. Oh, yes. So, yeah, he goes over to the elf and he's hitting on her and he's like, I bet you're looking for someone like me. And she's like, actually, that's exactly who I'm looking for. And he's like, oh, shit, here we go. But... Who is who? Who should be a cock blocker? But Blue Lips and his army, and they bust in. So Gimli is quick on his feet and thinking like, "Oh, let's start a bar fight so we can escape out the back." It's actually not a bad strategy. So he no. start, starts flipping tables over and. Uh, Listen, he's the only one in this movie who has good ideas. 
he's the only one who can apparently can apparently roll high numbers on the twenty sided dice. <laughs> so they do make it out, and suddenly Ridley and Marina are just zapped back out of the scroll, and they're like, "Well, we went, we did this, and we went here, we met this wraith, and we." I'm like, "Why is this off screen?" Yeah, thank you. The actual adventure happened off screen. I was like, yeah, don't show any of that Wraith stuff to us. None of that stuff that sounds really cool that actually gives them their their purpose of going. Now, do uh, this movie was about, what, um, uh, an hour 40? Oh, an hour 50 yeah. almost. About, was it? It was close yeah. to that, with credits anyway. Man, I it's weird. It, it, it feels like there's like, sometimes like when I was watching, I was like, it feels like stuff like that was actually intended to be in the movie, but they cut it. Budget. There is um, there is a lot of stuff that was cut. In fact, the entire movie was rewritten at one point because they couldn't get the budget for what they wanted to do, which was like this giant undead army, like fighting people and stuff. Um, yeah, so a lot of stuff got cut just because they just did not have the budget to actually do anything interesting because they wanted to have that dragon fight at the end. <laughs> okay, so Army of Darkness can yes. afford a, a, a deadite army battle scene that goes on for a you know a really long time, but also incredibly short, in my opinion. But they couldn't get the budget to do a decent one for this movie, uh, because computer graphics. They look real mm. cool with forty-five They'll... million, baby. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently 35 went to Jeremy Irons. So <laughs> as they come back out and they tell this story about all this cool shit that they did that we didn't see, um, Snail's just Marlon Wayans is a lot. He's just like screaming and yelling because they they're like, we got to go get the Eye of the Dragon. And he's like, no, 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 no. I'm not getting the Eye of the Dragon. This is dangerous, et cetera, et cetera. And finally, uh, Ridley is like, listen, it's going to be, there's going to be a lot, of, uh, a lot of treasure, a lot of money. And he's like, I'm in. No, because he actually uses reverse psychology on him. He's like, I understand if you don't want to come. Yeah. And then then he's like, how come I can't come? But then, (laughs) I mean, he is comically stupid. (laughs) Yes. Uh, But then I think he does mention, uh, like, money, though, and that also, like, perks him up a little bit. Yeah, he says, it's a ruby the size of your fist. Yes. Yes, he does. (laughs) And Gimli is on board because he wants those dollar-dollar bills, too. Yeah, yeah. Like all good D&D parties, I guess. <laughs> um, I just can't figure out why he stays with them when it becomes abundantly clear he's not going to get paid. <laughs> I mean, dwarf loyalty, man. I guess so. He's 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 paid in adventure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and in chicken that he's picking out of his beard for the rest of the movie. Oh, God, so gross. <laughs> They go to a market, and this is a scene where uh, Snails is literally just grabbing every single thing that is in front of him and putting it in his jacket. Oh, yeah. And they meet Ivan Ooze, apparently. Oh, yes. I, I wrote down, I pussy finhead. Because <laughs> <laughs> his eye thing in the middle uh, opened Jeebus, up. Bluis. <laughs> My pussy's like a finhead. <laughs> but they walk up to this dude and they're like hey do you know where we can find this guy's uh xylus who uh apparently own uh, owns the dragon's eye or the eye of the dragon or whatever and he's like nah dude fuck off but don't worry because anyone you're looking for i'm sure they'll find you dot 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 <laughs> so then they're just like fucking around the uh the market again and that dude comes back and he's like he arrests them or he takes them all away 
Oh, they stalk him. They, they he follows them to yeah. the uh, to the to the thieves guild, and yeah. then when he gets mm-hmm. in there, the guy spots him and goes, "Take them away, <laughs> take him away, toys." <laughs> Uh, they take they take him away, and <laughs> uh, we meet Xylus, who is apparently the Persian villain from uh, Three Hundred, I think. Yes, and he's got a very powerful uh, triangle face. <laughs> I just wrote down he's a very um, uh, outgoing metrosexual who uh, slaps Marina's butt, who's probably not eighteen. <laughs> uh, probably not. Probably. Not. You know what? Yeah, uh, uh, consent laws don't exist in Dungeons and Dragons. So uh, we all know that. Of course that. not. Oh, wow. That's uh Ooh. It's a harrowing <laughs> world to live in. Yikes. Yikes. Roll it roll the dice for to see if you get consent or not. It's like every time um our hero played by generic McBoyface um <laughs> just smiles. He's just got like the creepiest smile. Uh, so Xylus is like, listen, I've got the eye of the dragon. I've got the eye of the dragon. Right? That's what he says. The hell are you? What the hell are you doing? It's a song. I, I've, anyway, I, the is only it? song okay. I can think of right now is Final Countdown. So <laughs> <laughs> it's the eye of the dragon. <laughs> so he's like, hey, Ridley, you want this? You want this fucking dragon eye? You gotta, you gotta win my maze. And there, he goes into his maze, and they're swinging oh, maces. Yeah. There's here, fire. Here there's an the eye actual puzzle. climax of the movie. The actual interesting part of the movie. It's all downhill from here. <laughs> there is a spiked platform lowering, and I remember when they, when they, when you see the shot of it coming down, it shows like the grates or whatever. And I was like, that's big yep. enough for him to crawl through. Thank yeah, you. Absolutely. Thank you. <laughs> like, I don't know why he's just like, oh, shit. Okay, well, just hop right, through just this. I'm going to go ahead and put my hands up over my head here, make myself real skinny like I'm doing a pin dive, and there we go. It, I defeated that puzzle. It's like when you it's like when you watch a Warner Brothers cartoon and, like, Bugs Bunny's in jail, and you're like, dude, you can go through the fucking bars. What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> but this is legitimately, I think, probably the only interesting action sequence in this movie. Everything else because it's an action sequence like it's a it's a suspenseful <laughs> yeah. scene yeah <laughs> um they, they do crib a shot from raiders of the lost ark too at the very oh, end because he sees the dragon egg uh, the dragon eye he's like you see that shot like where indy's about to take the the um the idol at the, the first idol raiders? Yeah, yeah yeah and he goes to take it and then i kept thinking like oh if he fucks it and there's a boulder i i don't know if i'm able to finish this movie <laughs> <laughs> but he just takes it and nothing happens and he walks away and then he won the maze yep. so he's it's not it, it ain't exactly the minotaur's maze is it no it's not super complicated <laughs> no it's a, it's a straight line with some traps in it yeah but they're like which uh, is a very dungeons and dragons style maze to be <laughs> honest so he's like oh so i get i get i get the uh the eye of the dragon now and xylus is like ha, no now give that to me <laughs> enter blue lips uh, and he'll be taking the red eye. <laughs> oh, oh, boy. Go home, Dad. Stop drinking. <laughs> Ridley threatens to burn the map, though. He's like, let me out. I'm going to set this thing on fire. And he tells uh, he tells Marlon Wayans, you get the dwarf, I'll get the girl. And he's like, man, why do you always get the cool things to do? And I'm like, shut up, Marlon Wayans, please. <laughs> I think he actually straight up says, why do you always get to get the girl and I got to go get the map or whatever, the dwarf. Yeah. 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 It's like, <sighs> yeah, Blue Lips first, he takes Marina and the scroll. 
Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. and, uh, and, and yes, then our heroes are captured by elves and we, we see the elf uh, lady from earlier. And this is where we have that line where Gimli, um, so, so Gimli looks at the elf girl and he's like, and, and she's a, you know, she's a black girl. Um, just, this is important for this part. Yep. <laughs> and, uh, he's, Gimli looks at her and Marlon Wayans is like, see, I told you she was pretty. And he's like, they all look the same to me. In regards to elves. But. <laughs> but we know what they were going for. Uh, yes. The optics of that so joke bad. are weird. So many nerdy racists. <laughs> will forever debate if she's a dark elf which is just <sighs> so that's it really seems like something that, that does not need to be debated at all especially <laughs> anything in this movie being considered canon whatsoever to anything in regards to the creations of gary gygax yeah no with no with no offense to the source material my response to any kind of debate about this movie would be who fucking cares <laughs> Yeah. No, listen, I'm an, a big fan of Dungeons and Dragons, and I still say, who fucking cares? <laughs> it's like when people got mad about like Idris Elba being in the Dark Tower. I'm like, why do you be more mad about the movie quality? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's that is a that is a valid point. Yeah. Um, but yes, like you're saying, uh, she Norda, who is the elf, um, she's talking to Thora Birch uh, via magic mirror, or I I thought she just looked into a gemstone or something. But anyway, they're having a conversation. Well, she she looks into the gemstone, but the Empress has like a magic mirror. Yeah. And she's like, "Okay, what up? We got the we got these guys. What do you want us to do?" And then she's like, "Well, you got to go find Blue Lips because he's got the scroll." Anyway, um, I was in American Beauty last year. Just saying. <laughs> <laughs> and also i'm gonna be in ghost world can, uh next year so this yeah. is a weird movie in between can i just can i just ask something about thora birch can she actually act i think so okay so what's going on here <laughs> i feel you know what i ben i feel that that question that you just posed was posed several times on the set of this movie <laughs> And the fact that you said that they they rewrote it entirely on the fly at one point, I I gotta say that a, a lot of the acting choices or lack thereof, yeah. um, if that is the case, can be kind of forgiven because they were probably constantly working on a running script. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I honestly just, so often she just comes off like she's reading off a teleprompter, well, like especially I mean, for her longer speeches. <laughs> understandably she's probably like i don't want to be here <laughs> let's, just get, let's just get this done you understand the movie i was in last year won several awards <laughs> yeah <laughs> i was in a movie with a man who will there'll, there'll never be any stories about he's squeaky clean uh <laughs> like a father to me basically and kevin spacey and kevin spacey too. <laughs> yeah yeah chris cooper is a great guy <laughs> that's a great guy. Maniacal laugh. Maniacal laugh. <laughs> um, and it's going to age poorly if Chris Cooper uh, something comes out. That's <laughs> not okay. Come on, <laughs> Brendan, stop jinxing us in the future. Hey, look, everybody's terrible. Okay, let's just all move past it. <laughs> Anybody who's made over a million dollars in a single year is probably bad. <laughs> right there. <laughs> There have only been three perfect creatures in the in the last century, and they would be Tom Hanks, Bob Ross, and Fred Rogers. Oh, sorry, four and Ernie Coombs, Bob Hummy, 
friendly giant. So anyway, um, they're having that conversation. Uh, Blue Lips, by the uh, at the same time, is interrogating Marina, and he's basically like, you know, tell me where, the, tell me where the eye of the dragon is. Tell me where they are. And she's, of course, like, I'm not telling you where they're going. So he uses his. See ya. Look at me. Well, well, because because she says, why are you helping Jeremy Irons overthrow the Empress? Like, don't you don't you respect like the Empress? Don't you uh, like work for her or whatever? And he's like. It's literally what he says. He says, I'm helping him because look at me. Look at me. It's like you <laughs> are trying to overshadow irons. It's not working. Yeah, I was going <laughs> to nope. say, you can't outact, out overact Jeremy Irons in this movie. <laughs> this is where he uses his knowledge snakes, as I dub them. <laughs> yep. <laughs> he puts his knowledge snakes in her in her ears and starts like getting... Her, uh, her, no, don't. don't the implication no being that knowledge is a physical substance that can be extracted from her ears. Like you're seeing it pump down the tubes. Yes, because they were pulsating. <laughs> yeah. Like they were eating something. And he was, and he was making these like pleasured faces. And I was like, nope, nope. No. <laughs> yes. Oh, yes. Knowledge. I can feel the knowledge running through my veins. Oh, so good. And meanwhile, she's screaming. Yeah. thrashing around it's like the it most was, uncomfortable thing to watch it was not a, it was not a consensual knowledge grab as <laughs> no no this was this was not uh Just grab by the knowledge this was not a <laughs> sexy uh, a sorry from mass effect brain melding thing <laughs> yeah but nathan grab by the knowledge let's just locker room talk <laughs> just, just, oh. see we're topical uh for five years ago <laughs> <laughs> So, anyways, after all that, he finds out what's going on. Um, Mar- uh, the other, the other, the other crew are um, are trying to infiltrate where Marina is. After Marlon Wayans finds out that the elf is two hundred and thirty-four, and he's like, "Never mind, no longer interested," which is crazy. <laughs> Old chicks, am I right? <laughs> She's, you know, pretty smoking hot for two hundred and thirty-four years right? old. Right. <sighs> those lines always like those. That's right up so, there with like the. She's just a low-level mage. For me, just that those lines coming from elves is always just like it's why I hate elves in any genre. It's why I'm totally there with William Gibson and his whole his whole nobody can be blamed for the admixture of elves and their written works. <laughs> That's a real fucking deep cut. And I don't... They stumble onto a Renaissance fair. <laughs> yes, and this is the most it, much like okay. This was a Jonah Hex moment for me because there's like a floating, multi-eyed head, and it's like in Jonah Hex. You know when we saw that snake dude, and yep. and we were all like, oh shit, I wanted the movie to be about him. When I saw this yep. floating, multi-eyed head, I was like, oh cool, this is a cool character, and he's gone. It's called a Beholder. It is one of the trademarked monsters from Dungeons and Dragons. See, I wrote it was a cacodemon from Doom. Yeah. <laughs> I was just mad that that's all we saw of it. it the, because they have a very similar look. Yeah. This this brainy yeah. orb floaty with, I guess this one had two eyes, yeah? Uh, this one has a large central eye and then a bunch of little eye stalks coming around it. Okay, so the, yeah. the cacodemon from Doom has like one central, central eye, but yeah. they don't have the stalks. Yeah, and the, 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 the cacodemon I'm pretty sure was based on the Beholder because this has been around since yeah. like the 70s. But it's actually, there's a few monsters that are trademarked and can only be used by Wizards of the Coast. This is one of them. The um, so, so Ridley and, and Snails sneak into the dungeon for Marina and the map. 
and uh, they have this moment where they're like, hey, be careful. And he's like, yeah, be careful. And I'm like, oh, one of them is going to die. And they say it like that, you know, that, that, that dude bro thing where they can't say that they love each other. Yeah, and because yeah. they laugh. They're like, <laughs> we're not gay. He says, be careful. It's like, yeah, you too. Be careful. And then, <laughs> <laughs> and then chicks and then, sports and boobs, right? Let's not forget the fact that Gimli once again has a good idea and everybody else shoots it down when he says, should we go in and help them? And Elf Lady goes, no, they need to do this on their own. <laughs> Why? Like, later on in the movie, it makes sense when there's, like, the force field preventing anyone else from helping him. Here, why can't you help him? (laughs) Because in the script on page 64, it says we don't help him. (laughs) Um, But they get in. uh, Marlon Wayans is, like, like sneaking around in, in blue lips. I guess he's in, like, his chambers, and he's, like, looking for the map. But he gets... Sucked into an oatmeal rug. Yeah. Oh, yes, Fuck the quicksand the rug. <laughs> it looked like oatmeal. It's disgusting. It did. It really did. Uh, it, it, I always thought it looked kind of like that, uh, like, not Play-Doh stuff you can get that's made of the little beads. <laughs> oh, like the, the magic sand? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But Blue Lips shows up and he pulls him out of it and they have a uh, a little struggle. Uh, but just just before you know anything can really go down, Marlon Wayans cuts him across the cheek and takes off. Yep. Um, mm-hmm. Meanwhile, back with Ridley and Marina, Ridley manages to get Marina, and then there's like an old man soldier who attacks uh, Ridley, and I'm like a really tall guy. Yeah, yeah, and he's just tossing him around, and I'm like, don't you have a sword, dude? Like. <laughs> <laughs> it's basically it's like that scene in uh jason goes to hell at the end where jason is just throwing the main character around for like 10 minutes and i'm like dude you're jason Voorhees, just murder him what are you he's doing a machete already <laughs> yeah squeeze his head like you literally killed someone by squeezing their head what is yeah. going on punched somebody's head off in the eighth one yep uh, guys, I'll have you know that this uh, bad guy was clearly a level twenty monk, and so he only fights with his fists. Was he was was he bulletproof? <laughs> That's right. Yes. <laughs> Coming soon. Oh, Classic movie. Classic movie. I have a note here, and I can only assume that somebody got he got kicked because I have a note that says a step up in Siguri would have been way better. <laughs> um, yes, I think maybe that's the Ridley old man fight. Okay, yeah. <laughs> um, because he 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 manages to stab his foot. Um, Ridley manages oh, to stab right, him the foot. Yes. Well, that actually stands to make sense because the next note I have is this is effing hilarious. <laughs> well, yeah. Oh my god. So the next scene is basically Marlon Wayans makes his way outside. Blue Lips tracks him down. He's like beating the shit out of him, and as he's about to kind of you know put the finishing touch on him, Ridley comes out, and you know you have that standoff where Blue Lips is like. Give me, give me the eye, or I'll kill your friend. And I'm like, kill him, kill him, kill him, kill him, kill him. <laughs> and, and Marlon Wayans, like a fucking idiot, just throws the scroll three feet in front of him. Like it's not even to his buddy. So I'm like, no. what if Blue Lips just killed you and then walked three feet and picked that up? Like, well, as as you've seen throughout the entirety of this movie, uh, Blue Lips can't actually move faster than a slow walking pace. <laughs> <laughs> apparently not he's only got like a two for dexterity yeah like like 
throughout the entirety of this movie, there's not a scene with him and his soldiers where any of them are actually running when he's around. No. They're always moving at a menacing, slow walking pace. They're all Jason Voorhees. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so he, um, and, and so he stabs Marlon Wayans in the back. And yes, fucking uh, Ridley has the greatest over-the-top reaction, like, of all time. Because he gets... <laughs> Just right down on his knees and throws his arms in the air like, no! Is he trying to channel uh, Captain Kirk here? Like, <laughs> I mean, at least it's gonna not zoom a... zoom out. We're going to see Ismir floating on the back of a giant swamp turtle or whatever. And then we're going to zoom out some more. And we're going to see whatever multiverse they're floating in. Just going to keep hearing it. I mean, at least it's not no reaction like so many of these <laughs> movies that we've talked about have. Yeah, Fair. but it's crazy. Um, but yeah, Marlon Wayans is out of the movie. Thank God. Um, and also, <laughs> when he kills him, he throws him off the building, and it is the worst fake dummy. <laughs> like I was like, oh, I know Marlon Wayans' uh, character got killed. I don't know who that guy is, but uh, <laughs> I guess he was there too. Uh, then Blue uh. Lips manages to stab Ridley in the shoulder, but Marina is like, okay, so we should mention Marlon Wayans stole some shit earlier, and he stole. He stole, like, a package of uh, black magic, he calls it. So uh, Marina just picks it up and just throws it at him, and it just does, I guess, whatever she wants it to do. Um, Again, it's like an explosive powder, isn't it? I would say from a D&D perspective, it's generic material components for a spell, which is, like, a thing you need to cast spells. But, again, nothing's actually explained as to what it is or why she needs it to cast a spell. No, because in the movie, she literally throws it at Blue Lips and it, like, electrocutes him. And then she yeah. throws it another way and it, it makes a portal. And then when they're yeah. about to get into the portal, she says, take us to wherever Norda is. <laughs> what? Very uh, specific, I guess. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, it's, it's it, it, you know, I'm, uh, if you guys watch that show, Nosferatu. The show? Oh, God. Yeah, N-O-S number four A number two zero knows for Atu is uh somebody in that in that show has a very similar gift uh where they can go go to very non-specific places by just imagining or thinking of the thing that they're searching for no. so there you go that's that's why that's how she has this power with this this thing uh, just take me to wherever I, she I, is I, and they they I, nobody else in the entire kingdom is named Norda. that too and also, like, I, what the, the thing that got me is it's just the same thing being used, but it's doing, like, completely different things. It's like Again, yeah. which is what leads me to think that it was supposed to be just, like, generic magic dust that lets you cast spells. I mean, if I'm living yeah. in this kingdom, that's the only thing I would carry. <laughs> Especially if I'm a fucking mage, and my whole thing is that I cast spells. And this is, I think, the last time we ever see Marina cast a spell in this entire movie. Yeah, because... This movie in which she plays a mage whose job it is to cast spells. That, well, that's because we have to cut back... We have to cut to um, what we alluded to earlier. The most lopsided... Oh, the Emperor Palpatine scene. Yes. With the with the Galactic Senate. that E.T.'s in there. <laughs> but <it's 'cause laughs> the most lopsided, though, uh, acting tete-a-tete like with, with <laughs> thora birch like not giving a fuck and jeremy irons eating her <laughs> 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 uh, 
Guys, I'm it was a different time. I'm telling you that we need to do this for the well-being of the Empire of Ismir. You hear what she's saying, everyone? This is what she I warned you about. She's going to take everything from us. <laughs> and, and that, as Ben just demonstrated, is the kind of eating that Brendan was talking about. We're not talking about Caligula. Oh, Maybe God. one day. <laughs> yeah, it's basically like she's essentially like, and I am the emperor. Oh, waiting, 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 empress. Um, <laughs> buffering, <laughs> buffering. <laughs> well, she sounds like a high school student giving like a, her first speech before taking the Toastmasters. Well, that's what know, it is. Stuff. She is a good actress, but it's like the first of all, the casting is terrible. And yeah, and I like I said, I'm sure her and 95 percent of the cast in this movie didn't give two shits about how they acted in it. <laughs> <laughs> they probably stopped caring when they the script got kept getting rewritten. Apparently. Why is this on a toilet paper? <laughs> it's easier to change. <laughs> is that a pizza stain? But the the emperor. <laughs> that's that's a pizza stain. If we're yeah, lucky. listen when you're, when you're doing when you're doing as much eating as Jeremy Irons was, is in this movie. <laughs> Oh God! <laughs> but the emperor is like, I'm not backing down. I won't back down. No, I won't back down. Back down. He'll stand, stand his ground. ground. He's going to stand his yeah. ground. Won't be turned around. And she's Could like, you yeah, you're not. stand him up at the gates of hell? Um, well, the gates of like, I don't know, Mordor. <laughs> well, I pre- I, I'm pretty <laughs> sure you could stand him up at the gates of hell, but he won't <laughs> back down. No, he won't. Uh, but she's like, yeah, you're not taking my scepter because, you know, I want equality. And this dude's crazy, y'all. Like, he's going to. And by, by the way, she says like, this dude's crazy, y'all. Um. And she's it like, yeah, would not, not surprise yeah. me in this movie. You're you're emoting more than she does in this entire scene. <laughs> <laughs> like that one line, you emoted and showed more variation of behavior than she does throughout this entire movie. Well, I put an inflection in my voice when I t- when I spoke just now, so that's probably what it was. <laughs> <laughs> and another and one. Also, I imagine I imagine she's a bit scared because of. Jeremy Irons acting in this scene. It's like, is is this guy on like fucking crack? <laughs> it's like, but anyway, yeah. So she wants, she doesn't want to back down. Um, cut to the uh, the they're in the elf community, and they're you know Marina is like, listen, it's the elf community. <laughs> she brings Ridley in, and uh, she's like, you know, he's he's on death's door here. He was stabbed in the shoulder, and they bring him back. And I wrote down. So is anyone going to go back for Marlon Wayans or? Thank you. (laughs) Not that I want him to be in the rest of the movie, but like. Well, I I think the implication here is that is that Ridley wasn't dead. Right. Um, Snails is. So they're able to heal Ridley from his mortal wound, but he's not actually dead. And Snails is fucking So we're working on. Snails, no last name. We're working on a Prince's Bride uh thing here where he's he's not fully dead he's mostly dead he's mostly dead <laughs> mostly <laughs> mostly dead you can do something he's totally dead all you can do is go through his pockets and look for loose change what uh, R- richard lewis what are you doing here i'm doing a terrible billy crystal impression <laughs> uh my next note is hashtag not all mages 
um, because uh, oh, Ridley God. is very upset about uh, Marlon Wayans' death. He's the only one. And he's he's upset because he died for nothing. All this like political nonsense, and it's just for your stupid, for your stupid fucking t- uh, back and forth between the empress. She's and- trying to change things, though, Ridley. Yeah. She's Thora Birch is really going to affect real change this time around, just like the last time we elected a Democrat. <laughs> <laughs> as three Canadians, as we smugly laugh up our sleeves. Oh boy. I'm telling you, we'll change the laws, we'll make life better, but we're not actually going to make life better for the peasants. They'll just have rights that we can then abuse. And he's like, you know what? We all know good change comes from the top. <laughs> and then Ridley is basically like, you know what? You're pretty smart. Let's make out. <laughs> That's basically what happens. And, but but guys, uh, uh-oh, horny messenger gargoyle is watching again. Oh, God. The way his knee is possessioned, positioned, it does look like he has a giant little imp bone. Yeah. It's like the fucking, it's like the fucking priest in The Little Mermaid. Just like popping that boner. You can just see him like rubbing his little hands together. <laughs> Hard I am. I don't know why he's Yoda. <laughs> this is the, the, the I'm telling you guys I'm just a nip <laughs> but I, I gotta get my rocks off too um the next scene the the next scene we approach a force field that only Ridley can pass through which is again stupid but at least this time like you said earlier there's a reason <laughs> they're not just like nah we're gonna chill <laughs> I don't feel like it could it would have taken a whole lot for that last one to make sense though either. I mean, if she yeah. if the elf because we find out um through uh, apparently a 1000-year-old doctor who uh who shows up uh, as I think he's one of the elf guys who says that uh yes. we are part of magic. Mm. Where it, yes. Translation, we're filled with metachlorines and the force is all around us. Um, if she, as an elf, had had some sort of power of foresight, she could have easily explained it away as to why they he had to do it on his own because of some weird, you know, Doctor Strange vision where she saw what happens in the future, and the only way that this will be successful is if we stay put and he does it on his own. Boom. Done. Solved. And they don't look like people who just like, no, let them go die. Or if you really want to write them out of the scene, just say, we'll go cause a distraction so you can sneak in better. There you go. Like every other adventure movie ever made. We've already written a better movie. (laughs) Uh, Ridley goes in and he sees all this treasure and he's there to get the Rod of Savril, of course. And he sees all this treasure and he's like, man, Marlon Wayans, I'm sorry you died because you would have been rich. <laughs> he, well, okay, this this really fucking puzzled me too because there's no reason why he can't take the other treasure, or at least no reason we're ever given. Yeah, <laughs> only Marlon Wayans can touch treasure. I think that's the rule. <laughs> that was his. That was his power. That's why they kept him around. He's the only one who can carry gold. <laughs> well, and the funny thing is, the skeleton comes to life and starts starts talking, and it's like you know, if you take this rod of several, it carries a spell of evil, and he's like, "Kk, cool," and he just grabs it and takes off. <laughs> and oh, don't forget, he ogles it for a bit. Pretty good puppetry work on the skeleton. Uh, yeah, I did enjoy that. Um, also, it was nice to see the "Let's get the hell out of here" skeleton from Army of Darkness getting work later in yes. his career. Yeah, very good. <laughs> uh, it's always good to see these these uh, 
poor malign skeletons getting jobs that where they're not just generically evil. Well, it was nice to see that it wasn't a whole Karate Kid situation where they had, you know, people who were actually people dressed up as skeletons taking roles from skeletons. See, guys, oh. I don't, I don't mind it. I don't mind that because, as far as I'm concerned, the skeletons are just taking our jobs. Whoa! <laughs> oh. Whoa! 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 The next thing you're gonna say, we need to build a wall around the graveyard. <laughs> It might not be the job that I want or will ever want to have or ever work, but they're taking them. <laughs> I want to uh, be a treasure guard that can't move. <laughs> I want to be a thug for a <laughs> evil overlord. I want to be an underwater uh, military man attacking Jack Sparrow, but I can't because <laughs> I'm not a skeleton. Uh, this is getting far too political. Let's move on. I got <laughs> lungs. Ooh, look at me. Okay, sorry. I, I don't want to make this podcast my personal soapbox. Um, because he gets the rod, and 83 minutes into this movie, we have dragons. I know we had a dragon at the beginning, but let's just forget about that. It was brief. 83 minutes in, we're getting actual full-on dragon attacks. It looks terrible. Oh, it looks awful. These effects, oof. Like, legitimately, as I understand it, this is where most of the effects budget went. Was this fucking scene with the goddamn dragons where they are reusing shots. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oof. Yep. Oh, it's um, rough. <laughs> so there, so basically, uh, uh, the Empress is sending her dragons after uh, Jeremy Irons and his people. But when um, when Ridley comes out with the rod, Blue Lips is there. And look at that. He's captured everyone again <laughs> with his army. And he's like, listen, uh, you know, give us the rod and we'll let them go. Okay. <laughs> so he gives him the rod and Blue Lips is like, JK, kill them all right now. Of course. And uh, the, the Empress shows up again dressed like Queen Latifah. No. Qu- Queen Latifah? I, like early, like, 80s, like, early, sorry, early uh, 90s. She's, oh, yeah, Latifah. she's got, like, the weird chainmail thing going on. chainmail like, uh, thing, yeah. Like oh, Big Daddy what? Pump. <laughs> Big Papa Pump? Big Papa Pump. S- wrestling reference. Got, got it in. in. <laughs> There's a fantastic line where I think it's Jeremy Irons? No, it might have been Blue Lips, because you said he at this point he shows up to take that, and he actually says, give me the rod. <laughs> like, that's that's dirty. That, dirty. that sounds real dirty. <laughs> that's dirty. No, I whoa, think that was whoa, Jeremy whoa. Irons. That's when, um, that's, I think that's when Blue Lips, after he gets the rod, he, he shows up and Jeremy Irons goes, give it to me. <laughs> give me the rod or you're fired. <laughs> so uh blue lips um but, but you know obviously no one gets killed here they fight off the bad guys and blue lips escapes through a portal uh ridley quickly follows him through and marina's like no don't go through that portal too late too late but when blue lips gives uh the rod to jeremy irons and he has that freak out um he he takes away his worms he's like you no longer have worms congrats <laughs> <laughs> um and i just i just about three or four notes here of just, oh, God, the dragon CGI. Oh, God, oh, God, oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> then My we... next note is, there was a sequel? Because it was at this point that I start. I wanted to, because I was like, I know it's not the guy who played the mummy. No. I know it's not him. I got to look this up. Who is this guy? And then I look it up. Obviously, it's not the mummy. But that's what I found out, that there was a made-for-TV sequel yep. in 2005 for this thing. Yeah, and it's... Uh, it commits the worst uh, sin a film can commit. It is. It made a sequel of this movie. It's boring. 
It's a boring sequel of this movie. <laughs> Listen, this movie's okay. bad, but at least something's happening. It's memorable. It's memorable. <laughs> Jeremy Irons alone. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so Ridley shows up and has this big climactic fight with blue lips. They have shiny electric so- electrified swords. <laughs> totally not lightsabers, guys. Not, not lightsabers, lightsabers nope. at all. Nope. No, just magic swords. I don't even know why you would bring that up, Ben. That's not cribbing from Star Wars. How hey, listen, dare you? It's a complete coincidence that the good guy's uh, electric sword is blue and the bad guy's electric sword is red. Complete, a complete coincidence. coincidence. Yeah, and I don't even like. I don't even know why you would say that. Like, we all know it's a complete coincidence. <laughs> so he's fighting him, and Ridley um, eventually manages to kill Blue Lips in the same way that Blue Lips killed Marlon Wayans. Poetic justice, baby. No, I did not um, read that into it at all. So how does he survive for the direct-to-TV sequel? Oh, okay, so... Ugh, it's not even worth explaining, but he gets brought back from the dead. Like, just leave it at that. He's like a lich or something in the sequel, so he's like an undead monster. Nathan, he survives because he's the only actor that said he would, he would come back. And also because the <laughs> Wizards of the Coast desperately needed a reason for clerics to exist in their D&D universe again, so they made an entire movie about inventing clerics, which is what the sequel is about. And it's okay. so dumb and so bad so and boring. I have a note. My next note is, this shit is clown shoes. But it sounds to me like that shit is clown shoes. <laughs> um, and is there not a, a part where Jeremy Irons uh, calls him the, the talented Mr. Ripley? Oh, probably. <laughs> he does call him Mr. I, Ripley on several occasions. I'm pretty sure I, he said something to the effect of, if he didn't call him... Uh, you're the the talented Mr. Ripley. He said something like, "You're talented, Mr. Ripley." Yeah, oh, maybe. no, I think he does say something along those lines. He's like the skillful yeah. Mr. Ripley or something like that. Well, that was it. Skillful, maybe it was skillful. I was yeah. like, I think they're making a sly joke about something that no one's gonna give a shit about. No. Also, like <laughs> the talented Mr. Ripley. Like what? Why? What? That the that movie is nothing like even close to what you're talking about. <laughs> You know what? There's a lot of people who think that just because something sounds funny, that it is funny, and they keep saying it. Listen, it's not what you say, it's how you say it. <laughs> you gotta convince people it's funny. And the problem is, nothing in this movie convinces you things are supposed to be funny. They just are funny. <laughs> but Ridley Ridley does get the rod, um, but he and he starts to use it. He's using his rod. He starts to use it, but he, he stops because it makes him super evil horny. Like some sort of ring that there would be a fellowship for. Uh, um, he, he lusts after that rod. He strokes it a few times before oh he, before he I mean, finally uh, just takes the big knob of that rod and throws it on the ground. And then pierces that knob. I mean, you could probably say that it's precious to him. I don't know if I would say that, but, you know, whatever. <laughs> but he destroys it. He destroys the rod, and Jeremy Irons freaks out as only he can do. And he put a, puts a monkey on Thora Birch's back. A skeleton monkey. Ah, uh, yes. <laughs> but then don't worry, guys, because Jeremy Irons is quickly eaten by a dragon. <laughs> he, gets, he gets deep blue seed. <laughs> I have a note here. That dragon needed more iron in his diet. <laughs> oh, oh, <laughs> he did it! Yeah. Jeremy Irons is dead as fuck. Blue Lips is dead until he's brought back from the dead for the sequel. And we um we start to pan we start to pan back, and then we cut to yeah. cut to oh my god, 
Ridley is at like the gravesite for Marlon Wayans, and I wrote down he's wearing like Michael Jackson crossed with Hell's Angels, uh, <laughs> or or it's like a modern like Mega Force uniform. Like it's just ridiculous. This is, this is at the this is at the end, right? Yeah, right. By the grave, but we yeah. get we get we get the medals the the uh, uh, you know the uh, celebration medal scene at the end of Star Wars, but all ADR. <laughs> yeah and like straight up this that costume he has at the end is the most early 2000s fantasy shit i have ever seen it's that bdsm core early 2000s not quite a biker trying to be modern and fantasy at the same time shit that's just like was just endemic of this era if you go through the third edition D book like everybody's dressed like that I just thought they were like, Justin Whalen, we need you back. Oh, we forgot to shoot this last minute scene. He's like, Oh, do you mind if I just leave my coat on? <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna ju- I'm gonna jump on the hog here in a second. <laughs> so let's get to the most confusing, bewildering part of the movie. <sighs> They're all gathered around. They they um they put a little they make a little grave site for snails for Marlon Wayans. His name fades mm-hmm. away and I'm like, oh, what's going on? They and pick the up one of the rocks because it's glowing like a gemstone. It's, it's the eye of the dragon. The eye of the it's dragon. It's the eye of the dragon. He puts it on his grave and says, "You finally got it, buddy." Then it starts glowing, and fucking Norda looks at him and goes, "Your friend is waiting for you." Yep. And or, I wrote, "Do not question the gift you've been given. Your friend is waiting for you." And or or this ending. Don't question this ending either, apparently. No fucking hell. Because, like, I don't know what <laughs> happens here. Did they die? Did they go there? Did they... Did, what, did Was Marilyn Wayne's brought back to life? Like, I don't know. Did the campaign come to an end because they had to go home because they had school the next day? I guess. <laughs> We're going to find out in the squeakquel. Um, I'm going to go around the horn here. So, Ben, uh, as, our, as our guest, I'll let you uh, tell us first. Is this movie... We have a couple of different categories here. Would you say that this movie is worth a watch? a drunk watch would you inflict head trauma to forget it uh or would you avoid like the plague oh drunk watch with friends for sure absolutely one of some of my greatest memories are ripping on this film with friends that's why i love it (laughs) (laughs) and nathan same question i will say drunk watch with friends as well provided those friends are filled with nerd rage (laughs) (laughs) That would be a fun way to watch it, with people just getting yeah. really pissed off about the movie. <laughs> yeah. um, I, I'm actually going to go one step lower. I would actually attempt head trauma to forget it, because as really? as as crazy as like Jeremy Irons is in this movie, everything else is just kind of flatline for me. Um, <laughs> and and like every second that Marlon Wayans is on screen in this movie, I was just d- more than done. In <laughs> terminal. All right, but we're going to take a brief break, and we will be right back. What were they thinking? Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. 
What Were They Thinking is brought to you by HostGator. HostGator is a leading provider of shared, reseller, VPS, and dedicated hosting solutions. Award-winning support is available 24-7, 365 days a year via phone, email, and live chat. Discover why over 9 million websites trust HostGator. Use the coupon code SCHLUCK for 25% off your first purchase. That's SCHLUCK, S-C-H-L-O-C-K, for 25% off your first purchase. What Were They Thinking is brought to you today by GameItAll.com. Whether it's video game news, the latest in music, or movie reviews, GameItAll.com is your one-stop shop for all nerdy talk. What were they thinking? And we're back. Yes, we are back. Nathan, I believe it's time for the low haiku. Tell the folks what the low haiku is all about. Yes, well, the low haiku is 17 perfect syllables uh, that we have rolled the amount for on our 20-sided dice to describe the movie that we just uh, apparently rolled a negative six on. Very apropos. Uh, So, Ben, as our guest, would you like to read your haiku first? Absolutely. I would uh, be honored to present this. Um, So here we go. Jeremy Irons has won a goddamn Oscar. Why is he in this? Very good, very good. Nathan, would you like to read yours? Yes. Roll the dice on this. Sure, they will come up, Snake Eyes. Gives what it promises. I now have the dice, so what do I need to roll to escape this hell? Thank you. I'm going to roll the dice. We're out. Guys, I think I'm stuck. Oh, no. (laughs) Wait, uh, let me me try this. Uh, Hey, it's Gator and Squee here early in the morning. We got some wacky calls coming up after the break, but first, let's get it into Fog Hat as you're hitting it down in there on the Y25. Guess what? It is backed up, backed up, so if you're stuck in that traffic, sit back and enjoy this tune from Fog Hat. Now, on that note, um, Nathan, Ben, we talked about this movie, but what do we always say? Well, I believe we always say... Don't take a word for us! That's right, folks. That's what we say. That's what we say. Nathan, how do people feel about this movie? I'm assuming most critics enjoyed it. (sighs) 10%. 10% of the critics... But I mean, a... yeah, 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 yeah. critics. I mean, right? They're they're not Dungeons and Dragons type folks. They're 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 you know professionals who have to write articles. They don't have time to you know to, to play you know a lot of ba- uh, games with their friends that can you know easily last up to hours, if not days, at a time. Right? Right. Vi- right. Vin Diesel was not writing for the Chicago Sun Times. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> 
So, I mean, the audience must have liked it a lot more, is what you're saying. Well, you'd think, but um, out of 25,000-plus ratings on the Rotten Tomatoes, only 20%. Gave it a favorable review. So we'll get into these. We'll get into these reviews here. Um, I actually just want to start. I just want to read the critics' consensus for the first one here. I don't know who says this. I think this is just an overall report from Rotten Tomatoes, but it says critics say this movie has a cheap look and is badly directed. Despite the presence of talented actors, the performances are really bad. And additionally, some people are offended at Marlon Wayans' character calling it a racist throwback to black stereotypes. He absolutely is. He's yeah. a total minstrel show character. Oh yeah, it's bad. <laughs> he is. We talked about the gold absolutely. dragon tooth. I mean, come on. Yeah. Oof. Let's see here. We've got, uh, well, your boy, Roger Ebert. Hmm. Uh, if you say four stars, I'm never reading any of his reviews ever again. Wouldn't that be something? Holy shit. Uh, the disconnects are so strange that with a little more effort, they could have become a style. 1.5 out of 4. This is uh, from uh, Felix Vasquez Jr. Vasquez? Yeah, sure. Hmm. From Cinema Crazed, a uh, in his 2012 review of this movie. Um, I doubt anyone will be cosplaying as snails anytime soon. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that is probably true. Although you know that there's at least one person out there that's like, I want to be snails. And he's probably white. Oh no. (laughs) (laughs) A Rob Vox of Flipside Movie Emporium says Dungeons and Dragons a misbegotten exercise in abject incompetence produces all the magic and fun of a slow root canal grade f uh well Lauren King of the Boston Globe wrote a mildly entertaining but tepid extravaganza more suited for television than the big screen kid <laughs> I had that the kid had ah, thing at the end damn myself uh, there you got me oh uh here's a good one um this is from James O'Helly from the Sci-Fi Movie page. We still like it better than Attack of the Clones. <laughs> I don't know, man. <laughs> Oof. Uh. Yeah. Um, okay, well, uh, I got a positive review here. Um, Liz, no, you don't. Oh, yeah, I do. Oh, just wait. Liz Braun from Jam Movies, and I really hope this is about the one from the previous year that this was written uh, in 2000. For visual thrills and fairy tale themes, this fantasy feature kicks the stuffing out of Star Wars. (laughs) I feel like that's about Phantom Menace. It has to be. I don't know. I still feel I would rather watch Phantom Menace than this movie. But I'm more okay (laughs) with somebody saying that about that one than, like, you know, this is basically Empire Strikes Back, but good. Phantom Menace would have been the most recent Star Wars movie to come out when this came out, eh? Yeah. 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 Yeah, exactly. That's That's my last critics one. Okay, well, my last one comes from Paul Tatara from CNN.com, so fake news. Um, (laughs) if you don't like the movie it's solely because you're not a fan of this type of escapism it couldn't possibly be because the movie stinks no well this one does here's a fresh review from uh, brian mctavish of the kansas city star Viewed strictly as the B-movie it is, D&D is actually more enjoyable as traditional narrative entertainment than the technically dazzling yet dramatically sterile episode one. <laughs> so much yeah, Star man. Wars slams. 
All right. <laughs> Screw these people that get paid to write reviews of films and probably know what they're talking about. Let's go into the, the snake pit, as Nathan likes to call it. The, uh, the audience, reviews audience reviews on Rotten yeah. Tomatoes. Um, well, Blake W. gives us a, a perfect five-star rating. Five out of stars. He says, great character development and well-conceived and fully developed plot with many unexpected twists and turns. I would definitely encourage fans of Dungeons & Dragons to give this a go, as I believe that the gameplay of the classic game translates perfectly onto the big screen. Overall, a great experience for the whole family. I think he watched a different movie. For the whole (laughs) family? (laughs) Are are you sure you didn't pull up, like, Cull? The Conqueror with Kevin Sorbo? Yeah. Uh, well, my uh, my review, my first one here, is from Donald S. So I'm only assuming it's Donald Sutherland. Mm-hmm. And uh, he writes, Terrible acting, especially Marlon Wayans. Jeremy Irons should be ashamed. Tom Baker is the one highlight of this movie. <laughs> um, from Garrett D., we have... Rife with spectacularly bad CGI effects, horrid miscasting, and a profoundly cheesy good versus evil story, Dungeons and Dragons serves as a prime example of what a name recognition cash-in looks like. Ooh. <laughs> Which, yes. <laughs> um, well, Anthony A. gives it four and a half out of stars, and he says, I loved watching this film as a child, and I hope to watch it again someday soon. <laughs> <laughs> okay alrighty Anthony Anderson listen you gotta if you're gonna say something like that you gotta put your money where your mouth is and own the uh, double the double feature like I did <laughs> which I now wish I hadn't just bought this one and forgot about the second one <laughs> well my one next one comes from Alex K so I'm assuming it's Alex Keaton from mm-hmm. Family Ties as played by Michael J. Fox mm-hmm. and he writes 1933's King Kong is my ninth favorite film of all time. Two out of stars. What? <laughs> okay, I'm a couple things quickly. Um, first of all, it's his ninth favorite movie, and it's a two star rating. So I'm not sure if he's just like this is rated two stars, but also I just want to tell you about King Kong, or if he meant to put that on King Kong and it's his ninth favorite movie and he rated it two stars. <laughs> I'm so confused about all of that. Oh boy! I've got a really in-depth review from Chad B for a half a star. I had heard that the 2000 Dungeons and Dragons movie was terrible, but I enjoy most fantasy fiction. After watching this, I am left wondering. Why was this even made? I had to break this one down to explain how bad it really is. Plot. With all the great D&D stories out there, why was this the best choice? They had a terrible attempts at humor that made this feel like TGIF shows for teens. Don't even get me started on the cheesy ending. And I'll cut off there because it goes off for several more paragraphs. (laughs) (laughs) Nicholas W. uh, gives it four out of stars. And Nicholas says, I play the imaginary game of this, and I thought that it was spectacular. It fitted with the game and brought the same or more tension than the amount of when I play. Great work, guys, and I would see this in the biggest theater if it was remade. (laughs) Please don't remake this. Well, my last one here, 
uh, comes from Jesus C. Oh, shit. Well, yeah, he, he, yeah, that's right. Came back just for this, although I don't think he was too pleased. <gasps> oh, I would love if his review was like, I came back for this? <laughs> uh, as a massive fan of the role-playing game, I understood a few more in-references in the film than most. And it's unbelievably entertaining as a bad movie, akin to such as The Room and many Schwarzenegger quote-unquote classics. Dungeons and Dragons, the movie, is one of those times when nothing is ever done right, and it's all in the name of glorious hilarity. One and a half out of stars from our Lord and Savior. (laughs) Of course he knows the ins and outs of D&D. He just sees everything. That's cheating. All right, omnipotency. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, from Jake C. For uh, one Jake Christ. Star. <laughs> Jake Christ. <laughs> Jesus, brother Jake. This is Jake Christ from Impact Wrestling. Oh, shit. <laughs> I love Impact. Don't even get me started. Uh, f- we won't. <laughs> Except for when Jeremy Irons was chewing the scenery, this sub sci fi channel original felt as long as a real D&D game, but with far worse visuals and acting. Canonical scale, two and a half out of five. How'd that one guy get blue lips? Hmm? Hashtag tank paint. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. All right, well, those are uh, the reviews for this, this movie. Um,. Nathan, uh, at this point in the podcast, do you want to ask us anything? Uh... Well, you know, with everything that's going on in the world and everyone's trying to stay inside and keep safe and stay entertained, I gotta ask uh, you fellas there, uh, hey, uh, what you watching, bud? Yeah, Ben, what you watching, bud? I'm uh, probably going to be rewatching she after this. <laughs> <laughs> so you're recommending uh ra uh, Yeah, the She-Ra uh, Netflix original series. I actually quite enjoy it. You say the new one or the or the original film. The new one. one. Okay. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, the Netflix original Shira. There you go. Uh, Nathan, what you watching, bud? Uh, well, bud, I've been watching a whole lot of different stuff, like everybody else. But one of the things of note that came across to my screen uh, recently was the uh, the recent release of the episode of Icons about Yokozuna. Uh, I know we're you know we're always talking about uh, about wrestling on the on the show here, and we usually try to get a reference in for every episode. And uh, the ep- the this episode um, uh, of Icons uh, that focused on Yokozuna was uh, very nicely, uh, solemnly, and sweetly done with a lot of really good interviews uh, with his uh, friends and very. More, most importantly, his his family, uh, very fun and funny, and in some parts, and really kind of sad and touching in others. Yeah, I, I caught a little bit of that after the uh, the rumble, and what I saw looked good, but it was very late, and I just watched a four hour pay per view. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> um, okay, uh, what am I watching, bud? Uh, hey, what are you watching, bud? I'm. I watched. Okay. Well, speaking of solemn and sweet, I watched a movie called The House That Jack Built. <laughs> it's, okay. but it's oh, not no. solemn and sweet. <laughs> no. Um, warning to everyone. This is a. Um, this is the first, by the way, uh, Lars von Trier movie that I've ever watched. Mm. <laughs> and I started with a doozy. Um, it, it's. It's actually. If you're in Canada, it's on Shutter. I don't know about the yeah. states, but I'm assuming it's probably also on Shutter there. Um, Matt Dillon plays a serial killer. 
and the movie essentially is him talking to i think it's supposed to be whoever's leading him to hell <laughs> and he's like recounting yeah. all the all the people he killed and like he, basically it's broken into like five chapters like based on each person he or each murder he committed or whatever um okay. it's r- pretty unsettling it's uh graphic it's not easy to watch and it's also like two and a half hours long so none of this sounds like a recommendation but i'm telling you it's an experience and if you if if any of this does not sound appealing then don't watch it but uh if it does check it out on shutter matt Dillon is very convincing almost scarily convincing uh and yeah i thought it was i thought it was real good but again it's a qualified recommendation (laughs) (laughs) so nathan now we're gonna hint at what's coming up next week because we are entering into uh the two-week portion of our podcast where we talk about wrestling Uh, almost exclusively almost exclusively the first uh the first week will be a wrestling film and then of course the week after that we'll talk about a wrestling event uh so here is your clue for the wrestling related film that we are going to talk about next week christ I was frozen today. Um, all right. Well, that's, yeah, that's pretty much it. Um, Ben, thank you. Uh, thank you for coming. Thank you for being a Patreon. That's awesome. Oh, yeah. Yes. No problem, guys. We yeah. appreciate that. And and thank you for choosing Dungeons and Dragons. Didn't appreciate that so much. <laughs> uh, do you have anything you want to plug? Uh, well... My current my, my my old podcast is kind of defunct now. I haven't done a new episode in that in over a year, but I am working on a new project. So, if you guys follow me um, at Canuckonomicon on Twitter, uh, when that's ready, I will post it and give you a hint. It's related to why I'll be rewatching Shira. <laughs> okay. Um, and also, if you're in the Edmonton area, uh, check out the lobby on White Avenue. Make sure you're wearing a mask and following all relevant safety precautions when you go out. Um, and he will, in fact, take orders online on his Facebook page, um, the lobby in Edmonton. Uh, and yeah, so you can just say, I want to pick up these movies, and he'll get them ready for you and bring them out to the curb for you to pick up, and you can pay online. Fantastic nice. place. If you're into cult, horror, um, just weird movies. Kevin will have them for you there. That is practically a museum of classic horror, science fiction, and cult films. I so, can't think of a single one of our listeners who would be interested in that. Uh, yeah, I know, right? Totally the wrong podcast to pitch this on. But if you are ever in the Edmonton area, check it out. Sincerely, Kevin's a great guy. His shop is fantastic, and honestly. There are so few video rental places left. The fact that his is still hanging out there is a miracle. <laughs> yeah, he's And he's been really, really good. Um, he had gloves and masks available at the door last time I visited. So, Perfect. Cool. Yeah. Uh, Nathan, is Montrose here to say a few closing words? Yeah, yeah, he can be. I'm sure he'd be popping around, even though he's doing some some work on his what he's doing for 2021 but uh we'll we'll see what he has to say yeah cool 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 cool. hello it's good friend montrose merkington the third here 
Uh, I says you may have noticed that the old YouTube channel has been very inactive as of late, and I do apologize for that. Uh, but this chimp wants to try something new in 2021. Uh, so I'm working on some stuff. I'm going to keep it a little hush-hush until some of these are, are completed and, and put on, uh, on the channel. But uh, if you would like to watch my uh, my previous reviews of other wrestling uh, pay-per-views, you can check out my YouTube channel, Montrose Minkington TV, uh, on the YouTubes. You can be friends with me on Facebook at the Facebook group uh, Montrose Minkington the Third Esquire and Friends, uh, and then of course uh, you can also tweet at me uh, on the Twitter boxes there with you with your opposable fingers uh, at Montrose the Third as the number three R uh, D. Thank you. More later, guys. You have a monkey in here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. Uh, you, you, that... got, you still got you got your shoes, right? You didn't take them off of the door, did you? Because uh, uh, having a monkey in here is the least of your worries. That's true. Oh, so the used needles aren't related to the monkey. No, no. Oh, but oh. also they're not related to the guy who steals shoes either. So <laughs> it's a fun <laughs> oh, place. Shit. It's a fun <laughs> place to work. Uh, but yeah, so you can also find us everywhere. We're we're all over the map. You can find follow us on Twitter, WWTT Podcast. Find us on Facebook, Instagram at WWTT Podcast. We're at Age of Radio. Big time! You know, www.ageofradio.org slash what were they thinking. Um, you, can, uh, you can find us on Redbubble, TeePublic, patreon.com slash WWTT podcast. Sign up! Be cool like Ben. Um, so at this point, Nathan, I guess, I guess I just have... I guess I have a few questions. Okay. Uh, I mean, in a movie mm-hmm. where... You have a source material right there with so much available. And you base it on your own personal campaign, if I understand correctly, of the director? Yeah. Uh, In in a movie in which I'm assuming the direction for Marlon Wayans was just be yourself. As with most movies. Yeah. And in a movie in which... uh, I mean, spawn levels of CGI at best. At best. I mean, let's not forget about hell in spawn. Right. right. Um, and in a movie that just uh, Jeremy Irons somehow doesn't gain any weight over the course of, even though he's eating everything in sight. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I guess I just have to ask. What's that? Oh, just give me a second. Yeah, uh, what were they thinking? Puff the magic dragon Lived by the sea And frolicked in the autumn mist In a land called Hanali Little Jackie Paper Loved that rascal Puff And brought him strings and sealing wax And other fancy stuff Oh! In a land called Hanali Puff the magic dragon Lived by the sea And frolicked in the autumn mist In a land called Hanali Together they would travel On a boat with billowed sail 
When. Pop- 